Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Blog Talk Radio Coaches Corner. I'm Andrew Poretz. On this show, I interview life coaches, business coaches, and other coaches to discuss all aspects of coaching and business. We'll also take your questions and you might have the opportunity for live coaching right on the show. I'm, my company name is Ingenuity Coaching and I help people transitioning from corporate America to entrepreneurship. My mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams and with my coaching help you to manifest those dreams into reality. If you're listening live and you want to call in with a question, the phone number is 646 929 2893. Again, that's 646 929 2893. And you can also go to our chat room page, blogtalkradio.com slash coachandrew, and join our chat room. My guest this week is the unstoppable Frankie Picasso. Frankie is a professional certified life, business, and master coach trainer. She's a full time radio host, author, human rights activist. And she specializes in the impossible. She leads, trains, supports, motivates, and inspires anyone in her path to produce exceptional results in their lives. Today, she's leading the charge as a champion for unexpressed potential, and her clarion call is Mission Unstoppable. With over 20 years' experience as an entrepreneur, Frankie was notably the first female kickboxing promoter in the world and managed the world welterweight fighter. In 1997, she put on the ISKA World Championships in Toronto. She's trained in mediation, crisis intervention, emergency management, pain management, disaster exercises, and she is a former community emergency response volunteer. Her diverse background includes adult education, self-esteem and confidence building, behavior management, NLP, strategic business planning, quality planning and customer service expert, marketing, sales, and event management. She's the founder of Conversation With My Shoes and Chief Potential Officer and founder of the Institute for Quantum Living and Conscious Design. She's a certified laughter yoga leader and a member of the Canadian Association of Journalists. That was a mouthful. Frankie Picasso, are you here? I'm here, and it was a mouthful. You know, I look at that, and I always start to laugh when I see that, but it, it's just you know who I am. <laughs> Good evening, Andrew. It's great to be Good here. Thanks evening, for inviting me. You're very welcome. You are quite the Renaissance woman, aren't you? Uh, Renaissance? Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I never met a challenge I didn't like. Mm. <laughs> Put it that way. Uh, I, Maybe. I, I don't. I don't think I knew as 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 much about you as I did until we uh, prepared for the show, and I was really more and more amazed to see what you are. Uh, what you are expert at, and it's really quite impressive. Well, I see that, you know, you work with entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs are somebody, you know, I love that spirit, the entrepreneurial, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, and I love to, to, you know, create, and I think that's why I like being an entrepreneur, and I like trying so many different things. It's fun. That is fun. That's great. So before we even go anywhere, one of the things I wanted to do is to acknowledge you personally because you are actually one of my personal mentors. You are. You um, uh, were there for me when I was in coaching school, and Mm -hmm. you were on staff at the time with ICA, and you were so helpful to me when I was uh, a young pup in the world of coaching. Well, thank you. I really appreciate uh, that. You you talked me off the ceiling, as I recall, when I was trying to figure out what the heck is going on here, and you've always been there for me ever since, 
and you're somebody that I really, truly, personally appreciate. I want to let you know that. I really appreciate that acknowledgement. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You, you learned, you took that class well. <laughs> <laughs> it's important for a coach to to acknowledge, and and you know, and and, and as you know, it's different from a compliment. It's mm-hmm. it's it's you know something that is truthful and it comes from your heart, and I really feel that. So thank you. You're very welcome. It's it's it's, it's always something special when I see your name. It's just like oh, Frankie, you know, it just, you know <laughs> it means a lot to me. So, oh, that's great! That's yeah. great. So, uh, you uh, you you recently uh, authored a book. I authored a book. Came out last year. It's called Midlife Mojo: How to Get Through the Midlife Crisis and Emerge as Your True Self. That's what it's called, and it's really a book about um, not about ageism as much as it is a prescription for change. I have a feeling that midlife is a time that. Um, it's a metamorphosis for many people. You know, some people think that they go off and they go crazy and they, you know, like a bull in a china shop, destroy people's lives, their own lives. Mm-hmm. But I think it, the metamorphosis is really the fact that um, there's, we need a way to break out of, let's say, our eggshell. And, and so that's what that crisis part is. And it's really our true self trying to come through and, and be the person that we were really meant to be. Um, here on earth. I think that we each have a unique purpose to fulfill and we get socialized out of that purpose. And I think the crisis is the universe talking to us saying, okay, wake up, wake up. You know, you came here for a reason. Um, it's time to do that. And and so in order to break out of that socialization, I think that you do need to have a little bit of a crisis or an awakening, let's say. What would be an example of that? Well, we all, you know, everybody's heard of the guy who went out and bought the motorcycle or or the or the um Corvette. They all look at him, you know, he he's dressing different, he thinks he's something, he's left his wife, he's got the thirty year old. Vice versa, women do it too. You know, they they um they do it a little bit younger typically. But uh, you know, they they just wake up one day and say, I'm leaving my marriage, I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> You know, and it's it's like that and they go. I I think that midlife is a time when we look around and we realize that you know what we're really halfway and it may be less than halfway uh for the journey of of being here mm-hmm. on earth and, and and our time you know is is quickly as you know as you age the, the years go faster than they did as when you were a child and so you look around and you think you know I don't I may not have enough time to be who I really wanted to be uh and do the things that I really came here to do and and so there's an urgency to it that we um to change but you know we're so socialized and we're so afraid to do it and that's why i think you know coaches became such a um this wave of coaching became so popular back when you were in school and i was teaching the um i did a, a survey back then on coaches in the metaphysical and really 10 years ago metaphysical was not a big word people didn't really know what it was and i thought why am i hitting up this this word every time I come in contact with you know all these people. Like I'd never been around so many people who were spiritually into the metaphysical and, and all of this stuff. And so I did a survey on it in coaching and, and, and who was coming into coaching and, and what did it mean to them, this met, this idea of being metaphysical and spiritual. And it seemed that all these people, Andrew, they were coming from two streams. They were either coming from a background of sales and marketing, which kind of didn't surprise me, or they were they were double and triple 
um, degreed people, people with, you know, masters and PhDs, people who had been neurosurgeons and, and, and lawyers and, and doctors and professionals that were all of a sudden jumping on this, I think I just want to be a life coach. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and I'm, why would you want to be a life coach? Like you've got this amazing career. What is it? But as you know, when you start to learn the practice of coaching, it's not what you do, it's who you are. And it just becomes this glove that you, you it fits. It's a fit. And you think, yeah, I'm home. Did you yeah, feel that? Absolutely, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that maybe this wave of coaching, all these coaches, you know, was just the wave for for the universe to say, okay, here's going to be these guides that are going to help you become who you really want to be. Well, I know for me it was a, a realization that this is something I'd been doing for a long time, and I just didn't know there was a career around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I learned about it. It was like, oh, wait, you can get paid for being me? That's great. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of coaches are like that. They're people who who others have always come to for advice, to listen to them. You know, those are some of the skills. Mm -hmm. And and they just realize that, yeah, there's there's a name for it now. It's called coaching. And (laughs) we can help people, you know, get paid for it and have a good time. You know, when I every time I look at the, 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 the your book title and I have the little picture there on the in the show page of your book, um, yeah. and I see Mojo, and I keep thinking of Austin Powers. <laughs> where's my Mojo, baby? Yeah, where's my Mojo, baby? My well, Mojo, Mojo, Mojo is um, actually comes from an African word called Moyo, and it means life force. And that's really, you know, what you're looking for. You're looking for that life force because so many of us just, you know, exist. We don't live. And and so this is really about getting that life force back, your sense of purpose, your passion, mm-hmm. really living the life that you choose to live without the fear holding you back and, and choosing to, to live that way rather than staying in default. Well, tell me more about this living in default. Oh, so many of us live in default. You know, life just happens to us. It's, it's not a conscious choice, um, you know, to, to have really – some people plan out their life. Some people say, this is exactly the wife I'm going to have. This is the house I'm going to live in. Uh, we all know those people, you know. Uh, sometimes we call them anal. But, but it's all planned out, um, every single bit of it. And when life doesn't go their way, then it, you know, there's a big uproar. Others just kind of exist, you know. You go to work. Um, your family said that you, you know, maybe you're going to go work in the coal mine. You come home, you watch TV, you, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know what's going to be on the on the dinner table because you have the same thing every week. It's just an existing, you know, and that's okay if that's what you want to do, but it's not living. It's not experiencing everything that life has to offer. The highs, the lows, the you know, the travel, whatever it is that that is out there. Um, you know, developing that passion that and, and the talents that you have. Because so many of us, you know, are given talents, we're born with talent, um, unexpressed potential. We think that, you know, this is all there is. When it's so interesting to me when I meet people and I think, wow, like look at all their talents that they have. Look at look at the skills they don't even know they have. They could be so much more than, than they are. Either it's, it's by choice that they're not or they don't even know. Wow. Have you met people like that? Say that again? Have you met people like that? Oh, sure. Yeah, I love the idea of, you know, transferable skills. And, and what I think coaching is, for me, it's really holding the faith 
for people because we know that they are so much more than they give themselves credit for and just waiting for them to catch up. Give me an example of somebody that you've dealt with like this. Oh, my gosh. Just about everybody I coach. Really? Really? I mean, you have people who want to be, let's say, entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, Entrepreneurs are kind of a special breed because they they want to break out of the mold. They believe that they've got something. They do have a bit of passion. Um, They may be employed with a company, but they want to break away because, you know, they know that they can do this. They have... um, probably some toxic relationships around them, people who are saying, with all love in their heart, don't do this, you can't do this, it's not going to work out, it's really a stupid idea. Look at all the people who fail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, and, and because their whole life they've probably heard a lot of this stuff, you know, they have a little spark in them that says, I, I want to do this, I want to be an entrepreneur, but there's like 90% of them that's saying, you know what, I'm probably, I don't know if I can do this. And so they would go to somebody like you or I and, and have what I call transformational conversations. And we inspire, motivate, acknowledge, um, hold them accountable to their, to their vision, really. Um, we help take that, that step outside of that invisible um, comfort zone, you know, the, the, the boundary that's there, and bring them into, you know, what I, let's say call it the light, bring them to the edge and, 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 Give them their wings so that they can fly. Oh, I love that. Give them their wings so they can fly. That's that's a great analogy. You know, I had a conversation with somebody today who is uh, looking at getting some coaching and starting a business, and we had almost the exact piece of the last two minutes of what you just said. Oh, really? Pretty was almost word for word some of the things I said to him today. It's like, what what do I bring to the table for him? Mm-hmm. And it was that. Yeah, it is, and and that is what we do, and it's it's beautiful. Um, it really is, and I really believe that coaching isn't something that you do; it's who you are. I really do believe it's a calling, mm-hmm. and you know we can't help ourselves doing it, and it, that's why it's so easy to give it away. You know, I think it's so hard, really, for us. I mean, so many coaches struggle with making money because it's just what we do. You know, I mean, it's who we are. So it's it's hard to to put value on that sometimes. You mean like asking asking somebody to pay us for what we do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and and pay well because people, you know, you are doing a great service, but at the same time, it's just so easy to sit next to somebody and all of a sudden, you know, you hear them talking. Oh, you know, I bet you'd just be fantastic if you did this. Oh, is that really what you want to do? Oh, you know, and you just give it. I mean, you just give it everything that you have in your soul because that's who you are and that's what you you can see it. You can see, you know, what I call the invisibles. You see them. The invisibles. It sounds like a uh, sounds like an English band. <laughs> well, I say I specialize in the impossible. So, you know, it's uh, Theodore Rethke, great American poet, said that the world needs now are more people who specialize in the impossible. And I totally, totally agree with that. There, in my mind, there is nothing that you cannot do, Andrew. Nothing. Really, truly. If you believe that you can do it, if you can see yourself do it, you can do it. And that's why I've done so many things. I wasn't trained in those things. You know, I, I just, I looked around, I thought, I can do that. And I, and I went and I said, I can do that. <laughs> and, I, and I showed them I could do that. So you have you know? a can-do-it attitude. I have a can-do-it attitude. Yeah. You, everybody must have that can-do-it attitude when it comes to doing something that you really want to do. So you, you need to fake it. 
until you make it. You need to wear the cloak of it. You need to model your behavior after somebody who's doing it. But if it's something that you really want to do, you can do it as long as you can visualize yourself doing it. I don't care if you've gone to school for it or not. It doesn't matter. So how would you help someone who's not quite seeing that to get that? (laughs) Oh, months of coaching. No. You know, (laughs) we know what's interesting about coaching is that that I've seen people – change in a nanosecond and you know our biggest weapon in coaching as you know is perspective and if you can just change somebody's perspective Mm -hmm. if you can um give them a different way of looking at something you can really move them along quickly absolutely yeah so how how would i um well you know it it depends on where their self-esteem is at the moment it really depends on how how much you know uh of, of a bridge that we need to get you know the gap you know that we need to to cover to cover um so it's kind of a hard answer to give you but you know there's the tools that that we have in our toolbox as coaches that we would use well can can you recall someone that you've worked with where that was a requirement for you to help shift their perspective around their belief system in themselves um geez i'm really bad at behavioral interviews are you (laughs) i really am it's one of my weak points because i think just about everybody uh, that we work with has has that um, you know self esteem issues. I, I you know even as a business coach, even when you're a corporate coach, all coaching comes down to self and self esteem. So you know we all have a weakness um, within us uh, somewhere that says, oh, I can't, I'm not good enough, whatever. However, you know whoever's been working on us throughout our life and given us those stories into our you know and planted them in our subconscious. Um, it is it even just think about when you you know spill some milk on the table one of the examples from my book you spill milk on the table oh what an idiot you're an idiot what a dummy listen to the language that just came out of your mouth mm. you know you you you're calling you know very negative and that goes into yourself and so you know if you call yourself a dummy 10 times a day how do you what do you think about yourself at the end of 10 years a super dummy Super dummy, exactly. <laughs> and and so this is one of the things that I that I do with clients is start to pay attention to language. And the, the easiest, fastest way to do that is just to put the rubber band test. You know, put the rubber band on your on on your wrist, and every time something negative comes out of your mouth, you snap it. By the end of the day, you know, hundredth time, you've got bruises. You're you know you're bleeding. You start to pay attention. <laughs> you start would, to pay yeah, attention. Absolutely. Yeah. So we do it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, our parents, our siblings, our friends, all do it unconsciously. We think we're teasing when you say, "Oh, you, you idiot," but that goes in somewhere. That goes into the subconscious, and it gets, you know, noticed, and sometimes it gets absorbed. Yeah, and actually, that's, that's a, language is something that I work. I, I would say pretty much every client I've ever worked with, uh, that's been a very important part of the conversation is working on creating new and powerful language and, and having them notice when they're using that disempowering language. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing um, I think when you work with clients is, is not just language, but I am always surprised when I ask people, what are your top ten values, and they don't know what they are. They've never thought about it. blows my mind because this is the essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, what you value. And many times those values aren't in alignment with their life. And so no wonder they're not happy. And, you know, this is, this is the, 
the midlife crisis. You look around and, and you say, I'm, I'm working for a house I don't like. I'm in a relationship where there's no love. My kids don't pay attention to me. I hate my job with a passion, but I'm keeping it because it's money. Like one of the things that I really abhor and I really don't like is when people stay in relationships for money and at work for money, especially relationships though because, you know what, there's nothing in the world would hold me into in a relationship. Like money doesn't mean anything if, if you're not happy. And there's nothing more lonely than being in a relationship and being lonely. I'd rather be alone. Thank you. Um, what's the name of the I'm just thinking of uh, who said I want to be alone. I want to be alone. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, you know, Ivana? I don't know. It, it's, but it's true, you know, and and it's, I don't know. I, oh, I it was just, Greta Garbo I, I just, which came to me, sorry. Oh, uh, was it Greta Garbo? Greta Garbo uh, said that. It was going to keep me up well, all night. You know, I didn't think of it. Good for her, you know, but I, I, I agree. It's, it's it's very lonely to be in a relationship when you're feeling lonely, and it's uh, I, I don't understand why well, I, I have to stay because of the money. No, you don't have to. It's a choice. And that's one of the things I really um, I, I push as a coach is the idea of choice. We each have a choice. Yes, no, good, bad, mm-hmm. sad, happy. Those are choices that we make. Um, they might be hard choices. You know, it may, you may not be sleeping in your king-size bed and have it all comfy. You might be sleeping in a hostel somewhere. But is that choice better than staying with somebody who hits you? Is that choice better than staying in a relationship where you're really not alive? You know, the, that life force is um, on dim, dimmer. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think also that uh, a, a big challenge a lot of people have is is understanding that even with those hard choices, that if if they can take full responsibility for their choices, mm-hmm. that they have a lot more power in them. All the power in the world. You know, you blame when you blame other people for your life, you are giving away all of your power. And when you take that responsibility, as you just said, Andrew, you gain all the power. Nobody can come after you ever and say anything to you that's not already on the table. You've already said, I take responsibility for this. Mm-hmm. So they can't blame you. They can't say anything against you. They can't um, out you or, you know, there's no skeletons in the closet that you have to be fearful of. It's all there, right there. You've already said it. I did it. I'm responsible, whatever the case may be. So that is always a position of power. Absolutely. I don't know if you've caught this commercial. I think it's for DirecTV where they talk about, uh, you know, some company is uh, very, you know, up up in arms about what DirecTV is doing. And so what are we going to do? Well, let's have a blame storming session. (laughs) I haven't seen that, no. I just thought that was the funniest thing. Oh, that is great. Well, here's did you did you see what happened today? Um, young, uh, oh God, what was her name? The band that that was on United Airlines that that and United Airlines all of a sudden this woman the, on the plane. I know they crushed the guitar or something like that. Yeah, the woman's going, they're throwing guitars around, <laughs> and and so the guy got them back by writing three songs. He wrote three different songs, um, all different about how United Airlines threw around you know his Taylor guitar. And, and, and that of his bands, and to get them to take responsibility. They said, we're not responsible. How could they not be responsible? You know, this is their stuff, their luggage. It was in, in hard cases and soft cases on top of hard cases. And, and you know, it's pretty hard to break a guitar. So they must have really slammed it around. And, and they wouldn't take responsibility. So he, he wrote the song. He put it on YouTube. And today he said, guess what? Like, it's only been up 
like, you know, I don't know, 24 hours, and you had thousands of people contact him and go, well done. And now United Airlines is saying, okay, let's talk. Hey, you know, power to the voice, power to the people. And that was him saying, you must take responsibility for your actions. Well, this also leads to another another conversation uh, around the power of social media, the the huge wave that's taking over right now. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Um, you know, uh, you're never you're never too old to be young and use social media. <laughs> it, it's like we're almost going to be we're forced into it because this is where the power is. This is where uh, society is. They're all online, and and it, it's wonderful because it. it um, brings that village and makes it really small, and and we can reach so many more people. The 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 the, the speed at which things are happening, like the speed of this particular thing, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the 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 viral nature. You know that that woman in um, in England, um, uh, Boyle. Yeah, know, yeah, Susan Boyle. Yeah, Susan Boyle. I mean, it's just unbelievable. There's a fellow I, I don't know if you follow a guy named uh, Peter Shankman, who is, yeah. Uh, um, and today he oh so the other day he just he he announced a party that he was going to have a happy hour in New York mm-hmm. and tickets sign on here there's going to be 175 spots available free tickets mm-hmm. just to hang out for for a couple of hours and they sold out within five minutes I was lucky to get one of them wow good for you yeah I I subscribe to Peter you know I get his email twice a day. And and I've used you know help a reporter out which is fantastic, sure. yeah absolutely fantastic service and you know we've gotten some great great guests we, we're both radio hosts so we're looking for guests and and it's wonderful yeah what he does is a great service so it's amazing the power of him and and um Mike Michael McKellowitz like you know another great the toilet paper entrepreneur another <laughs> fantastic guy right like boy the power just to it's it's astounding. Astounding! How many people respond, and how many people you know he reaches every day through through his posts? It's incredible. So it is a a, a new age and a, and a great time, and we're able to offer what we do in so many different ways, and and just in time, and um, just the way you want it. I wonder what uh, coaching via Twitter would look like. <laughs> well, it would be it would be in very few characters. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to be quite succinct, wouldn't you? Yeah, and maybe that you know that that's the ultimate in laser coaching, don't you think? Absolutely. You know, I, I was um, listening to I, I can't remember where I saw it today, but anyway, I was listening to something today where um, Guy Kawasaki was saying, you know, if you if venture capitalist, if you if you want to get my attention, it's the ten twenty thirty rule. The ten twenty thirty rule is is come in with only ten PowerPoint slides. 20 minutes, no less than 20 minutes, and it has to be 30 font. So what does that tell you? He wants it, you know, big, fast, and and yep. and succinct. Sure. And that's how you're going to get somebody's attention. I'm, and I love that because I thought, okay, now if I put a business plan together, that's exactly how I'm going to do it, 10, you know, 10, 20, 30, because that will tell me, you know, that's what's important. And that's, you know, it's a great it's a great tool, really, if you think about it for coaching. Um, if you can think about your life and, and – what it is that you want to do in those in in those terms? So if I can put my life into ten PowerPoint slides, yeah, thirty font, thirty font, everything and has to be in thirty font. It's a mm, big font. That is a big font. Yeah, it's a big font. So you know, it 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 encourages you to to get to the essence of what's important. 
get rid of all the flower, you know, the flowery details, and just get to the heart of what is important to me. Absolutely. I love it. I really loved it. So, so far we have, uh, I was looking to see if we had anybody in our chat room, and nobody at the, at the moment. So No, I'm hanging out in there with you, though, well, and I didn't get anybody else to. Anybody <laughs> but us. I know. Two of us. Well, I said that, so in case anybody was thinking about joining us in the chat room, they could come in the chat room, and we'll, we're there. We can say hi. And, we say know. hi, and, and, and if you're listening right now, again, the phone number is 646-929-2893, and that is a New York phone number. You know, you you um you brought up this the topic of laser coaching, yes. which is a very fast, effective um, form of coaching. And so, if people are listening and they want a laser coach, or they have some problems, or you're an entrepreneur, you want you know you got some problems in your relationships or your life or whatever, call in. We'll do some laser coaching. That'd be fun. That'd be great. We've I uh, actually had that happen on a, a couple of shows ago. Oh, great! So it does happen from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Here on Coach's Corner, like that's my new radio <laughs> voice. Oh yeah, here on Coach's Corner, Coach Andrew. Coach's Corner. Ooh, yeah, you should be in a. Yeah, you you might be you know ready for commercials now. I think I am. Yeah, I think I so. <laughs> Why not? You got yeah, you got a great radio voice. It Thank really you did. very much. I really appreciate that. That'll uh, I'll, the check is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people from New York have a good radio voice. I don't know. They've got that little bit of power and something behind it. I don't know. Should I say quoi? I, I I can't explain it, but it's there. Yeah, I, a lot of people in New York though are are stuck with New York accents. I I I'm sure that I have some semblance of a New York accent. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> are you, what are you talking about? But yeah. uh, compared to a lot of other people, I yeah. think mine is a little toned down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, you can do both though. So you can do the refined New Yorker, <laughs> and then you can do the guy on the street. Well, the guy in the, the street. The guy from the Bronx. Uh, some of the some of the the sounds you hear in the street are are pretty impressive, I have to say. So, uh, why don't you? Uh, what did I write down here? Oh, uh, some steps towards being unstoppable. Oh wow! Okay, sure. Okay, so you want to be unstoppable, do you? Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, I have a couple of steps, actually, and you might know what some of them are. Mm-hmm. Commitment. We commitment? haven't talked about commitment. Commitment, you know, the idea of commitment versus trying, one of, mm. one of my favorite lessons to teach. Um, because to me, trying is lying. Trying is having one foot out the door. When you say, I'm going to try something, when my kids say, I'll try to get to it, I'll, I'll try, you already know that they're not going to do it. Exactly. So, you know, it's already like, I got one foot out the door and I can't wait to run away. So that's exactly what it means. So you need to commit. Make a commitment with yourself to do whatever it is that you want to do. I, when I was writing my book, um, I actually wrote my book fairly quickly. I did it in about six weeks, and they were quite surprised about it. And I, sometimes I gave her two or three chapters a week, and she goes, my God, how are you doing that? I said, I made a commitment. I made a commitment that I would give you three chapters. So to me it meant that you know, even if it was like I still had – you know, five minutes to go on Sunday night, and, and that's when it was due. I had to work like double time to do it because I made that commitment. And commitments will carry you through. And so that's that's what's really great about them, commitment. So not just commitments, but what you're saying is make make them specific. Specific, yeah, specific commitments. 
and, and carry through. So it really is a promise that you cannot break. And decide to be happy. It's a decision. You know, a lot of people enjoy living in victim. They enjoy being a martyr. It feels good. People give them attention. Um, they don't even know how good it can feel to be happy because they've never done it. So, uh, you know, if you want an unstoppable life, you want to um, be victimless, then it's time to decide to be happy because I, I do believe it's a decision that we make. We already talked about responsibility, mm-hmm. taking responsibility instead of, you know, blaming everybody for your life. Uh, my kids try that, and I say, well, you know, now that you're 21, you have a choice, and, and that choice can be to um, blame me for the rest of your life or, you know, take the bull by the horns and create the life that you want to live. And, and so that's your choice. Learn to validate yourself. You know, just Meaning. really acknowledge acknowledge the good things that you do, the you know your talents and and what you do well. Validate, validate. Um, I really believe in that idea of of game. You know, putting game and fun into your life, making things less significant that cause stress, and learning that um, relaxing a little bit, having fun, isn't going to detract from anything. It's actually going to give you more energy in the long run. So you can take time out, five minutes, ten minutes, two weeks, an hour. You know, I took a month off, and I think it just made everything better. Um, Learn to trust your instincts. The most important thing I think that you can do for yourself is to trust your instincts. And the more you begin to trust them and learn to trust them, the uh, more accurate they'll be. So don't always accept what people give you at face value. Learn to feel what your gut is telling you is the truth, and that will help you be unstoppable. It will also lead you in the right direction, um, let you act on opportunities that come. Because I think, you know, I've always said um, that opportunities aren't lost, they're just not actioned upon. So, oh, I lost out on that opportunity. I I thought about that, and and now this guy's a millionaire. Well, guess what? You thought of it, he thought of it, he acted. (laughs) Yeah, I actually think that opportunities are sort of like these, uh, like, like, butterflies that sort of land on you and you have to grab at them and if you don't they'll just fly away and land on somebody else exactly yeah i think that there's like this world consciousness pool of of ideas Mm -hmm. you know and that we're all tapped into it and that's why so many of us do get the same ideas but it's those visionaries or actionaries i call them actionaries people who act on their visions those are the people who get ahead they're unstoppable in their life um support get support you know, it's very difficult to do things alone. And I've had a mentor, you've had a mentor, you, you mm-hmm. mentioned I was a mentor to you. And and that kind of support, getting a coach or consultant or somebody in your life who, who will support you and, and be that anchor for you is really important. Um, act. Coaching is all about action, forward action. And Mother Teresa said that, you know, you, cannot, you can't be depressed and walk fast. And I, I totally believe that. So action breeds more action. When you start to move, you become less stalled in your life and, and things work out great, right? It's, they may not work out great, but at least ideas are coming to you then. Things right. are flowing and, and, and you're moving and you're not as depressed or sad or unhappy or whatever it is that you were before or stuck. Um, honesty is is really important. It's, it's important to be honest and open up your intuitive 
uniqueness and, and, and express yourself, open yourself up to opportunities, and learn to suspend judgment before you experience things. We all think we know how things are going to be. Again, that just comes um, from – I think it actually comes from fear because I say that fear is, you know um, – Experiences appearing real that aren't. Yes. And 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 so, you learn to um, suspend judgment and and experience something first, and then, and then you know you can figure out if it was for you or not. So when you say and, and, suspending judgment, it sounds different than than the, than the type of suspension of judgment we use in coaching. You mean the kind of suspending your uh, opinion of the outcome? Is that what you mean? Right, suspending the opinion of the outcome. Like in coaching, when we coach somebody, very often we'll say, um, you know, we might give them a, um, a task to do. Um, and, and they might turn around and say, oh, I can't do that. Or, no, that's not a very good idea for me. And yet, you know, they, don't, they can't see their own potential. We can see their potential. We're holding it in our right hand for them, <laughs> waiting to catch up for it, right? So when, when we give them this, it's, Suspend judgment and and try to do something. Do it first and then say, that wasn't for me. So, yeah, be open to new opportunities and, and new paths. And the last one is, is learn to respond instead of react. When, you know, a great example was yesterday. My daughter called me all upset. You know, she's, she's away visiting somebody and she wanted to come home. She'd only been gone. She was supposed to be gone three months. She was gone ten days. She She reacted out of anger. And and I said, call me back in eight hours when you're ready to respond. <laughs> you know? <laughs> call me back when when it's not you're not angry anymore um, and you want to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else and think about this before you act. And it's very important. I used to when I was involved um, right after my accident, I had a bad accident, and the insurance company was sending me you know threatening letters, letters all the time, and I would just like react crazy. And I thought, okay, this is driving me nuts. Um, it's not doing me any good, and so. Finally, I learned to respond, and my response was, don't send me letters, send them to my lawyer. Now I don't have to deal with you, <laughs> you know? nice. instead of getting upset. And, and so, you know, there's ways, um, reaction, when you react, that, that's road rage. You know, that's just road rage. It's, it's just these things will take over. So you need to just to step back and learn to respond from a position that you want to, you know, respond from. And that's, you know, that's kind of where mediation comes in. You know, if you're in, you're in the middle of, of a bad relationship, you're divorcing and everybody's throwing insults at each other, that's, that's you know, reacting. It's not responding. You know, the other day I, I, I came across a name. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been on classmates.com. Yes. And I, I came across the name of somebody that uh, I, I had uh, – you know, hurt me very, very badly back when I was a you know young young boy, and it was like such a shock to see the name. And my instant reaction, and I went at this, I started writing uh, the most scathing, threatening, horrible letter that you can write because I was so in, in enro- enrolled into my own rage. Yeah. And uh, and then I, I I when I got to the point of okay, send. I said, what am I? No, 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 no. I am just totally right now in reaction mode. Mm-hmm. And so let's uh, cut and paste this, put it somewhere so I can look at it later when I'm completely sane. And then I, you know, I closed that out and didn't send it. And of course, when I looked at it later, I was like, How, I would have been crazy to have sent that letter, even if anything in it were true. Right. But it was total out of reaction. 
But it felt yeah, but good to write it. Oh, it felt really good. It was and I encourage as good everybody as write that letter. Yeah, write it. Put everything into <laughs> it that, that you know, all that hate and angst and everything into it. But don't send it. Uh, and and it's some, you know, I bet you if you sent her a letter today, a nice letter, she would. Oh, Andrew, how are you? It's so great no, to no, hear no, from it's you. A, and, it's not a girl. or him, it's, it's whatever. A, it's a boy. Oh no, but, I, I, it wouldn't be. But uh, it, it is. If I ever wanted to get any closure out of this conversation, it wouldn't be from the way I was going. It would be from right. having a calm conversation hey i'd really like to have a conversation with you and isn't it amazing though how other people see a situation differently than we do for instance you may send that and i don't know your case you haven't told me about it but let's imagine that in your mind it's all this way and in their mind it was like they never thought of it again <laughs> you know you thought of it for 20 years I've, yeah I've been them, it's like they just went on with their life and never even thought about it twice exactly yeah so, did you want some? Did you want some coaching on that, Andrew? <laughs> oh no, no, no! I just thought it would be an appropriate time to bring up an example of of, okay. of of being in that place of reaction versus responding, and where for the moment I was totally in reaction. Yeah. And then, and then perhaps from all this training, was able to say, to take a deep breath and say, "Wait a minute, this is I'm just being in reaction here." And this is mm-hmm. not going to accomplish anything other than maybe getting me into a lot of trouble. Right. Well done. Thank you very much. So what what are you going to do? Uh, I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do. I'm I'm really I I may I may get coaching on it, just not at the moment. <laughs> but I can't help myself. I, I want to know. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I I, I I wouldn't want to talk about this particular thing in front of the the the, the, the no. no. But yeah, uh, okay. it is something I I uh, I'm giving some thought to on how uh, how I'm going to handle it, or if I don't if I handle it at all, because a lot of the rage just from writing the letter felt yeah a relief. Well, not just just how you how you're going to handle it is what is the outcome that you really want? That's what you want to go to is is what will make me feel better about the situation. So what what is it that I want or need from that person that's going to make me feel better? Right. And go from it, you know, that perspective. Right, that's a very excellent uh, piece of coaching. Thank you. <laughs> so we only have uh, two minutes left, believe it or not. It just says wow. by very fast. Yeah. So uh, now is a good time for you to uh, let the world know uh, how they may contact you, find you, and and buy your book and good things like that. Buy my book and all that good stuff. Well, if you want an autographed copy of my book, then you can go to www.midlife-mojo.com, and I'd be happy to send you an autographed personalized copy. If you want to just go to Amazon.com, you can do that, or Barnes & Noble online, or any of the you know usual suspects there. Um, I, I am in transition, and so my website will very soon be the unstop you know unstoppable Frankie Picasso www.unstoppablefrankiepicasso.com right now I think it's still the Institute for Quantum Living dot com so you can go there you can email me at Frankie at missionunstoppable dot com you can listen to Mission Unstoppable on Blog Talk Radio happy to have you join us there as well thank you for the opportunity to say that Andrew you're very and- very welcome <laughs> so very quickly because we're down down to our last thirty seconds or so so I want to thank mm-hmm. you so very very much. My personal mentor, the unstoppable Frankie Picasso, and thank you so very much for being on our show. Uh, to anybody listening, uh, you can take a look at our website uh, here. Th- this show will be permanently uh, uh, archived, 
And on the show, you can also see a, a, a picture of Frankie's book there. If you click on that, it can take you right to the Amazon page to buy it. Or again, if you can go to her website. What was that again, real quick? www.midlife-mojo.com. Midlife-mojo.com. And again, thank you for being on our show. And I look forward to speaking to you again in the near future. Thanks, Andrew. Good night. Good night.